Well, welcome to our Sunday message, Sunday the 11th of November 2023. Let's just turn in our Bibles to the book of Psalms. I'm going to be reading from Psalm number 50, verse 23. That's Psalm 50, 23. Whoever offers praise glorifies me, and to him who orders his conversation aright, will I show the salvation of God. Whoever offers praise glorifies me, and to him who orders his conversation aright, will I show the salvation of God. Let's just quickly pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your precious word. We thank you for what it can do in our lives. And we pray as we listen to this message, as we hear your word, we pray that your voice will touch our hearts and change us. May we be educated in the things of God, trained up in righteousness, that we might be trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that you might be glorified. Amen. The title of this message is Ordering a Right. Ordering a right. We see in the scripture we read that there is a benefit to be gained from ordering our conversation, as the Bible says, a right. That benefit is salvation, the very thing we've been talking about for quite some time. Just to remind us, salvation is an ongoing process. Yes, we are saved from an eternity of separation from God the moment we receive the Lord Yeshua. But then, as we've been saying for some time now, there's the sanctification process of a whole being, which really means realigning our lives with God and, as a result of that, experiencing life. Now, in this scripture, we find a key to this whole process of experiencing the salvation of God. You'll note it says there, I will show the salvation of God. In other words, that salvation which is available will become real in every one of our lives. And that's the purpose of this whole message, to encourage us in that. Now, what does it mean to order our conversation aright? Conversation here means a lot more than just our speech, although that is part of the whole plan. But conversation here means our walk, our daily walk, what you and I get up every day and do. That is what our conversation is. And the scripture says, to him who orders his conversation aright. That word orders, the root meaning is to put into place. It's very much like having a room. Perhaps the room has become untidy for one reason or another. And if one wanted to get the room tidy, one would have to put everything in place, order everything. You see, bring order to things. It's God's nature to bring order. That's what happened in the original creation. He brought order to the world as we know it. Now, you see, this process of ordering our conversation aright is not merely on one occasion trying to set things up which obviously does happen from time to time, needs to happen from time to time. 
We need to now and again just get our act together. I'm sure everyone understands that. But there is a more fundamental process, and it's one that we need to, as children of the living God, if we want to experience salvation in all its fullness, understand and, of course, implement. What I'm referring to now is what could simply be stated as godly habits. You see, we've got to understand something. In our lives, there is a process which, whether we like it or not, takes place. It's a process referred to as sowing and reaping. Let's just look at Galatians chapter 6. I'm going to read for us verse 7 to 10. That's Galatians 6 verse 7 to 10. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that he will reap. For he who sows to the flesh will of the flesh reap corruption. But he who sows to the Spirit will of the Spirit reap everlasting life. And let us not grow weary while doing good, for in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Can you see that? In due season we shall reap. What we've got to understand is that things don't just happen all of a sudden. Yes, there are surprises in life, but generally speaking, everything we experience and will experience is and will be a result of this process. And as I've always said, understanding in the Bible means understanding the system. If we can understand the system, we can get that system to work for us. If we don't, the enemy of our souls will use that very same system, using people if necessary, to destroy us. You see, we've got to operate with the knowledge of the system. And the system here is one of what you sow now, you will reap later, whether you're aware of it or not. And you see, this is the part that godly habits play in our lives. Now, sad to say, many people have evolved or developed bad habits. And those bad habits result normally in destruction. You think of somebody who's perhaps fallen into a nicotine addiction. They smoke a few cigarettes every day. Now, they will experience adverse health conditions along the way. But they shouldn't be surprised if all of a sudden, when they're elderly or before that, their lungs collapse. Can you see? What's happened? They've sowed to the flesh, as the Bible describes it. And as a result, after time, they've reaped destruction. Now you see, putting our house in order, as it were, ordering our conversation aright, is a process of identifying habits in our lives and that are not producing life, and to replace them with habits that will. Can you see that? It's a twofold process. It's very difficult just to give something up. It is possible with the help of the Holy Spirit. That is true. But you see, much more positive than that is, instead of just having the mentality of giving something up, we need to replace it with something. And if we understand this principle, that if we sow to the Spirit, we will reap life. 
Bad habits will always, always, always sow to the flesh. In other words, your flesh will rejoice at the thought. Let's take an addiction to social media, for example. That phone just wants to be picked up first thing in the morning and basically be gazed at the whole day. It's a spiritual force, actually. Does that mean being informed is a bad thing? No, not at all. I encourage people to be informed. But it can become an addiction, and has in many people's lives, to the extent that the moment anyone has a question or a thought, their first natural reaction is, well, let's ask Google, you see, with the understanding that Google can't be wrong. (laughs) Well, for information, Google can be horribly wrong in certain areas. Not to say, and I use it myself, that it cannot be useful to find information. But you see, we're talking now about a habit. An addiction, almost. Now that habit is harmless, in a sense, because nobody gets hurt by you and I spending a few minutes here, there, everywhere, looking at our phone. But let's understand this. If one makes that addiction something almost permanent in our lives, we will reap death. It's sowing to the flesh. And you see, the point is that it's a long-term thing. At first, we don't notice. That's the power of habits. Satan knows this so well. If he can sow a negative habit into your and my life, basically he can stand back and watch the destruction take place. He doesn't have to waste any manpower destroying us. We'll do it for him. You see. And a habit is something that we find easy to do because we regularly do it. That's our human nature. You see. We do something out of habit. Force of habit. And if you and I do something out of force of habit, in a sense we don't even have to will ourselves to do it. We just do it. And you see, that exerts a tremendous power over us. Because it's almost natural just to do it. You see, now, the great lesson is to learn to identify those habits, those things that we automatically do, that are, in the long term perhaps, doing us a disservice. And replace them with habits that will do exactly the opposite, you see. And a habit that will bring life will always be something that sows to the spirit man. The spirit man is our connection with God, and the health of that spirit man will determine the health of our lives in every area. That is the key to salvation. The skill to learn here is hard to identify those habits that are not doing us any good. And please understand something. Things that we do habitually, we sometimes aren't even aware of it. It's become so much part of our nature. Let me give you an example. It mentions there, he orders his conversation aright. Now, we weren't talking originally about speech. But do you know something? The devil's trick is to sow into your and my conversation Phrases that we think nothing about, that we just use habitually. For example, 
I'm sick and tired. I laughed myself to death. This is killing me. I'm dying to have something to eat. Can you see all these little words that are just sewn into our conversation? Do you realize that every time you and I say them, we're actually sowing death into our lives? You have what you say, ultimately. It may not happen immediately, but you see, we are slowly but surely building that into the fabric of our lives, and the devil laughs all the way to the bank. We've got to learn to identify in our lives what the Bible refers to as the little foxes. The small things that we don't really notice. But when we hold them up in the light of God's word, we realize this is not sowing to the spirit. This is not yielding life. And you see, the key here is to realize if I can order my conversation aright and ensure that in my daily walk, whatever I do, sows to my spirit man. The long-term result of that is we will experience more and more life. More and more life. We've got to learn to put things into place in our daily lives to sow correctly. But there's something else that needs to be mentioned here is that it's not just doing the right thing, it's how we do the right thing. I'd like to just read another scripture for us. Proverbs 22 verse 29 says this, Do you see a man who is diligent in his work? He will stand before kings. He will not stand before unknown men. Now that word that is translated diligent, in some translations is translated as excels. But the root of it is actually to be liquid, to flow easily. To understand it, it means to be prompt, not to delay, not to dawdle, not to fool around. And in a sense, you and I, when we do things, if we do it with this attitude of doing it right, doing it efficiently, and doing it well, if that becomes our habit, you see, if we're not sloppy in our day-to-day -day activity, that's very much like ordering our conversation aright. The long-term result of that is, as the Bible says, we don't stand before ordinary men, we stand before kings. In other words, we excel. We automatically become raised up. We enjoy salvation in all its fullness. The contrary to that is what Proverbs 13.4 describes as the soul of a lazy man, you see. It says that he desires and has nothing. That the desire is there, but the man is not prepared to be diligent. The rest of that scripture goes on to say, but the soul of the diligent shall be made rich. Can you see that? The contrast? It's all part of this ordering our conversation aright. What we do must be with purpose, with an understanding that it will contribute to the well-being of our spirit man. And not only our spirit man, of course. Does it build up our mind? Is it good for our body? Godly habits will improve 
the whole man, ungodly habits will destroy anybody. But you see, the point is, it doesn't happen overnight. It's a process. And we've got to learn how to start sowing correctly. Many people come and say, well, I'm in big trouble now. Can you help me? And God can help anybody. We've discovered God doesn't care really how one gets into that problem or difficulty. His heart is to help people get out. That's the heart of God. But you see, one has got to understand something. Very often, the trouble they find themselves in, we find ourselves in, doesn't happen overnight. It's because of long-term bad sowing of one sort or another, perhaps by ourselves, perhaps by somebody else. But the point is, to get out of that now, what is it going to take? Is there some magic wand that we can wave and everything comes right? Well, I wish there was. And on occasions, God's grace does help people in desperate situations. But you see, helping somebody in a desperate situation is not the answer to the problem. Or at least it's not the long-term answer to the problem. What is the long-term answer? Well, the long-term answer is, if one has dealt with the real issues that have caused the condition, to identify what needs to happen on a day-to-day basis to move away from it. You see, if a habit brought somebody into a bad situation, the only way for a long-term solution is to start changing that habit and moving out, you see. I think of that one experience the Lord had with that woman caught in adultery. Once he had set her free from everything, what did he say to her? Go your way and sin no more. In other words, from now on, order your conversation aright. If you don't order your conversation aright, you'll find yourself in exactly the same position somewhere down the road. This seems so simple, and yet very often we miss it. We've got to learn. The better way of going about it is perhaps identifying the issue before it happens and making the change now. Can you see? If the pilot of a plane realizes that his plane is going down, 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 what's the best thing to do? Bring it up, 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 you see. It won't happen all of a sudden. He's got to do a correction. There's got to be a course correction, you see. And that's what the Bible is given to us for, to help you and I, as we navigate through life, to hold up our lives in the light of God's Word and to be able to make the right course correction. We've got to learn how to sow right. That spirit man of ours needs to be fed on a regular basis. Many people will say, oh, well, I used to know the Lord, but I don't know him all that well anymore, and I want to get closer to the Lord. And it's almost like they're expecting a sudden flash from heaven, and now you're close to the Lord. Well, the truth of the matter is, if you and I sow to that relationship with the Lord, that relationship will produce a closeness of fellowship with him. But now we neglect that relationship and we don't notice it at first. But over time, we just find we're so far away from it. We've all been there. What is this about? Ordering our conversation aright. Building something into our life every day that will bring us into that relationship and maintain that relationship. 
and deepen that relationship. But it's an ongoing process, you see. And in a sense, there's no limit to it. The point we're trying to make here is that great success doesn't just happen. It's the result of daily applying ourselves with a conscious awareness of exactly what it is that we are doing. If you and I have a vision, and I encourage everybody to understand exactly what God has told us to do, but that vision of its own will not produce. You see, you can have a wonderful vision. We can know exactly what God wants us to do, but live in complete frustration. Why? Because we're not doing it. Now, you and I are not expected to suddenly jump from where we are right into the middle of God's will. But what has got to happen is that we have got to structure our lives in such a way that we are moving towards what God has called us to do. And if we do that, one day we'll find ourselves in it, you see. But on the other side of the coin, if we don't do it, we don't order our conversation on a daily basis aright, sadly it will never happen. In fact, that vision that we have will just go further and further and further away from us till the time comes when, in a sense, we just give up and say, oh well, it's not going to happen. So I'm encouraging us to realize that God has got great plans for us. He wants us to be in that place where we can achieve great things. But that's only going to happen when we take control of our daily conversation. Very much like a teenager. I was at university at a time in our country's history when there was a lot of political upheaval. And a lot of my fellow students, instead of going to lectures, were very busy demonstrating, etc., and having clashes with the police and tear gas and all this exciting stuff. But I wrote a poem, and I can't remember the full details of it. But the closing remark was this, that they trying to tidy up the world, and then after this attempt to tidy up the world by demonstrating, etc., they go back to untidy rooms. What's the problem? Putting the world in order starts where? Putting our own lives in order. It's only when we've done that that we are equipped to help anybody else. And so I'm encouraging us to take this to heart. If we want to see the full salvation of God, let's order our conversation aright. Take a very close look at what we spend our time doing. The Bible encourages us to redeem the time because the days are evil. What does that mean? Make every second count. How do you make every second count? Well, you see, it's all in line with this understanding of ordering our conversation aright. Where am I going? If I want to get there, what do I have to do now? What must I do on a daily basis? What must I build into my daily timetable? Then you see, we need to get into the habit of doing things daily that will benefit the long-term good. 
And in that there's great joy. No one is happier than the person who knows exactly what he's got to do and every day knows exactly how to go about doing it. And I believe that is what God wants for every one of his children. And I pray that we would grasp this with both hands and work out the salvation in our lives with fear and trembling. Be blessed in the wonderful name of Yeshua.